Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. I'm Ben. I'm Craig. I'm Derek. And this is Tink. This week, we're talking about one old website's new feature and one new website's old strategy. Without further ado, let's get started. I wanted to talk about something that Facebook is doing. Uh, this goes hand in hand with the fact that I'm currently reading a book by Tony Reinke called 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. I won't unpack that in this particular episode, but it just has, uh, I guess, sparked my interest in this topic a little bit. Um, I'll just read you the first paragraph of a TechCrunch article about it. Facebook's uh, turning its push for well-being through active, not passive content consumption into a feature with its new test of watch party. It allows group admins to pick any public video on Facebook and show it to their members at the same time with a dedicated comment reel to create a shared viewing experience. Uh, So essentially, this is like Facebook Live, but in real time... Uh, but not in real time, sorry, with with pre-recorded videos. So, Facebook Live with existing videos, but where you kind of say, all right, at this time, we're going to go live, we're going to all watch this video together, and we're going to talk about it. Um, that might sound like regular Facebook Live, and that's because it is, but I think they're hoping, <laughs> they're hoping that the sort of commenting happening all at once instead of kind of some comments from when it's happening and some comments from three weeks later when someone's watching the recorded video and stuff like that. They're hoping sort of that um, closed group commenting will be more of an engaging uh, place to be. They talk about regular Facebook live videos being like screaming into the air and no one actually hearing you because it's just people from all over the place saying who knows what. Um, which is a pretty I love that accurate. analogy because I once time I one time Facebook lived an entire game of Settlers of Catan, and uh, for the first like, well, actually, every couple of minutes, I would just say, "Hey guys, on Facebook Live, share and like this this uh, post," so that way we get more followers. And I was doing the like the whole like you know drumming up social media likes and things. Uh-huh. It was like, yeah. who do you think's gonna win? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> it was the most skeezy, horrible thing I've ever done. Maybe you just like to host things, Ben. Maybe you should just become a professional host. You could host HQ, the trivia game. Those guys are really annoying. You could you could inject some cool into that. Or you could like host a radio show or something too. Like maybe maybe no, that Derek, could be a that's thing a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the topic. Um, I guess there's a couple of things that that I thought were worth talking about. Um, one of them is just, and this does sort of link in with the 12 ways uh, thing that I'm reading, um, just the idea that, you know, video online video to me seems to be about convenience. It's like, watch it when you want, we'll keep it short, um, and you can sort of jump in, jump out whenever you need to. This seems like a sort of 180 from that going back to, you know, the traditional, hey, everyone come on over to my house and watch this movie and we'll all sit down together and block out two and a half hours, three hours of our time um, and have a shared experience where we've been through this thing together. There's nothing wrong with um, either option, but uh, I think I used to enjoy doing that. I used to enjoy like, hey, let's watch a movie. Um, And that does seem to be a little bit lost now. People can still do it. But I I know when we were living in our previous house, we had an outdoor cinema with a 100-inch screen and we had people over and stuff and people would love coming over. And then I'd watch, we'd have our young adults from church over. I'd watch throughout the movie and probably 60% of people 
um, would be on their phone for at least 30% of the time. And afterwards, you'd say, did you enjoy the movie? They'd be like, yeah, it was great. But they still were distracted by other things. <laughs> so, I think <laughs> there's this thing of like going from the sort of on-demand, um, in-the-moment, whenever we have time, to the um, let's go back to the old way of doing it, which is set aside some time. Um, but even then, I've noticed that people are still distracted. So, there's just kind of that weird sort of dichotomy of old versus new and the new trying to be like the old when maybe the old was just a better format anyway. Um, and and to, when I'm saying old, I'm talking about like in-person experiences that are shared, not just online ones. Um, so, that's one kind of thing. And then the other thing is just this thing of Facebook, you know, it, it, this whole article is kind of couched as um, for reasons of increasing well-being, Facebook is creating this new um, avenue of watching videos together. Um, and, you know, for so, it, it might increase my well-being for Popcorn Theology, for example, if they all watch something at the same time, that might be cool because I'm actually invested in that. But in terms of um, just in general, um, doing this will increase well-being on Facebook. I have two questions. Is that true? Like, is this going to majorly increase people's well-being? Um, and I'm also trying to work out, like, how how genuine is that? Not just sort of trying to suss their morals, but, like, is is the purpose of Facebook actually to be a source of well-being in people's lives? Um, or is, is this just kind of a marketing line? Like, is that just something they're saying to kind of make people feel better about using their platform? Let me start by saying, I think that that's really good analysis, Craig, that the reality of the situation, even the digital situation, is that there's, we're dealing with a plateau. At some point, we're going to plateau. There are no longer new ways of interacting with these features, and we're going to have to revert back to old ways. And so I hear you calling that out in your first uh, illustration. A and honestly, I wondered, as you were explaining what Watch Party is, I was just kind of thinking about it afresh. And I wondered, realizing that fa Facebook's main strategy and business model is get me on the platform and keep me on the platform for as long as possible so I can view ads and they can make money. That's Facebook. Yep. Yep. And so I honestly wonder, with this Watch Party feature and this scheduling idea, if Facebook is sort of subversively trying to figure out if they can turn the dial slightly and control exactly when you're on the platform, because live didn't quite do that, because as you pointed out, we just realistically can't stop whatever we're doing at any given time and watch somebody's Facebook live video. But if there's, if there's promo of it ahead of time, maybe this is Facebook's way of saying, maybe we could tweak the dials just slightly and make sure that we have, you know, 200,000 people on the platform at this time to show this really lucrative ad. And then we can build a company that is buying that spot even more because we can guarantee you, you'll get this many views or something like that. So does that mean you're leaning towards maybe it being for marketing purposes? <laughs> well, and see, I, I figured that would answer your second question. Is it really about well-being? You can yeah. kind of tell what I think about that based yeah, on okay. how I responded. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I, to, to give some context kind of behind this, uh, Mark Zuckerberg did make a Facebook post. He, he talked about their, some of their big focus areas for 2018. Uh, have you guys read that post at all or, or not? Okay. So to sum it up, he's talking about how they feel a responsibility to make sure their services aren't just fun to use, but also good for people's well-being. And they've been studying uh, people's well-being over you know, by, by looking at ac academic research and doing their own research and whatever. 
And research shows that when we use social media to, to connect with people we care about, it can be good for our well-being. We can feel more connected and less lonely, and that correlates with long-term measures of happiness and health. On the other hand, passively reading articles or watching videos, even if they're entertaining or informative, may not be as good which is kind of what Facebook is right now. And that's kind of his admission in, in this post. So based on that, they're making a base, a major change to how they build Facebook. Um, he's changing the goal he's giving to his product teams from focusing on helping you find re relevant content to helping you have more meaningful social interactions. That's what this seems to be uh, aimed towards, is providing a more meaningful interaction. I, I know it sounds like it could be a, a, a PR line, which I mean, it's all PR, but I do think there seems to be a marked change in how Mark Zuckerberg is talking about this, that they really are aiming for a slightly different strategy with Facebook because it's been lambasted so hard for being a source of, you know, people finding fake news, people sharing things that are really low value. It's kind of a fire hose of nothingness, which we've talked about over the past year quite a lot. Um, so I'm interested to see what further comes out of this. When I think of the, the whole watch party feature, I actually, I, I really like it. You, you see other companies doing this too. Uh, uh, notably, the, the one that came to mind was uh, when Apple started Beats One, the Beats One radio, their whole thing was it's 24-hour radio and it is the same across the entire world at the same time. So people can listen to it and interact with it and whatever. Uh, there's something about listening to the same thing with someone who's half a world away. Um, and I've also reproduced this with my family. Like when I'm out of town, I, Tanya and I will sometimes sync up a Netflix show that we want to watch together and then text back and forth about it. Um, so we're kind of in the same place. I think it's an interesting thing. Um, um, I'm into seeing what it looks like in reality. I think what we really have going on here, Derek, is that you will twist yourself in knots to try and find the good in people, and I <laughs> am trapped in a cage, stuck on the idea that everyone is completely depraved. Oh, I, I'm, I'm totally in the camp of everybody's completely depraved, but I also know that there's, there's good... I, so I, I will tend to lean one Derek way wants if someone to enjoy is the gold, leaning the, the good, other. The good in the world. Yeah. You know, I have a much happier outlook on life that way. <laughs> I was trying to be really careful with my words there because I know we both believe that everyone is totally depraved. Yes. But we, I don't think we believe that everyone is completely depraved. Meaning, meaning we're not walking around in a world with a bunch of Hitlers. Like, we're not as bad as we could be, but we are as bad off as we could be in terms of divine judgment. I, I am interested by the last line of Zuckerberg's post where he says, um, whether it's with family or friends or important moments around the world, we can help make sure that Facebook is time well spent. Um, I still have a question mark about whether Facebook is really ever time well spent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break here to talk about our sponsor for this week. That is Missional Wear, your Reformed Theology gift shop. And it is new design week. I've just been notified that Missional Wear has a new Trinity design out. It's out for a limited run. They've got it on a t-shirt and a tumbler, but it is limited. So if you want it, you got to go, go get it pretty quickly. Um, beautiful design by Peter Voth. 
very intricate lines and 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 everything. It's the if you haven't seen it before, it's like this Trinity Triangle. I think it might be called the Trinity Knot. I don't quite remember, but it's like the uh, the the Father is not the Son, is not the Holy Spirit, is not the Father, but all of the persons are God, and it's it's a cool design. It's all in Latin, so you can uh, take time to explain it to people when they ask what in the world you're wearing. But that's a lot of fun. It's a great conversation starter. And I just recently did a series for the Trinity at my church. So I am totally going to put this in my budget and pick it up. You can go check this out at missionalware.com. Tap the search bar, type in Trinity, get yourself a beautiful uh, mug or t-shirt. Thank you to Missionalware for sponsoring Tech Reformation this week. All right, I want to talk about Adam Ford's new venture. I mentioned in the summary this week that a new website is trying an old strategy. The new website is called The Christian Daily Reporter, and it is from Adam Ford, uh, famous from, I think initially his webcomics on adamfordd.com, and then now even more famous because of the the Babylon Bee, which is an excellent Christian news satire site. So thebabylonbee.com, if you haven't been there, you should check it out. It's hilarious. And as a result of Adam... Um, doing the work that he was doing for the Babylon Bee, he realized that he was aggregating actual news to produce uh, fake and funny news. And so he has started a new site called the Christian Daily Reporter, as I've said. And it's basically inspired by the Drudge Report. So if you go to ChristianDailyReporter.com, you'll notice immediately that by any reasonable standards, it's the ugliest website on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's intentional. That's intentional. So don't freak out. If you're like me, don't freak out. It's okay. He meant to do this. (laughs) And the reason is it's intentionally very, very bare. So there's no styles. There's no social media. There's no nothing. Um, And that all has to do with his methodology behind what he's trying to do. So it is real news. It's from the guy who made the Babylon Bee, but it's real news. It's not fake news. And it's everything you need to know today as a Christian from the world, the internet, on this one site. You can't get it anywhere but ChristianDailyReporter.com because they're not doing social networks or any of that stuff. They're not optimizing for SEO. They're not doing any of that. And here's why. So this is from the manifesto that is linked in a link in the show notes. So that's super confusing. But here's what it says. Stop letting Facebook and Google dictate which news and opinions you are allowed to see. The majority of people get their news from social networks. We rely on Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram, YouTube, etc. to such a degree that we allow them to decide the content we consume. What issues we consider important, what news is news, what is and is not allowed to be said, what's true and what's not. These companies shape the way our brains think by controlling what our eyes see every day. When we search for something on Google, it's Google that decides the results. When we go on Facebook, it's Facebook that decides what news and content we see. When we go on Twitter, we only see what they have permitted us to see. Objectivity is an illusion. Now, they increasingly shut down content that they don't approve of, at their own discretion, by their own definitions and values. Facebook and Google have practical monopolies on referral traffic, search, and advertising, and they ban or starve content and publishers that they dislike. We have given them extreme power over the flow of information. For a few companies to have power and control the way billions of people think is terrifying and dangerous. 
It is unacceptable. As they gobble up the internet, Facebook and Google are creating a world in which information, before it is allowed to reach us, is first filtered through them. Thus, their worldview is propagated to the detriment of all others. These companies are increasingly hostile toward Christian content and information. This will only get worse as time goes by. It will not get better. Put all of this together and imagine the internet 20 years from now. The Christian Daily Reporter is a source for the most important news and content from a Christian perspective, and it lives outside the tech giant information chokehold. We are not on any social media network. We refuse to be beholden to the internet content gatekeepers. While most publishers base all of their operations around appeasing the, quote, search and social gods, end quote, from their website design to their content, CDR is intentionally not optimized for Facebook or Google. We don't want social media or search referrals. We are 100% independent. In the spirit of the Drudge Report, the Christian Daily Reporter is a simple, static webpage detached from trends. We focus only on delivering what you need to know every day. And if you want to read the Christian Daily Reporter, you have to come to christiandailyreporter.com directly, instead of only visiting when Facebook or Google tell you that you may. So that was long, but that's the, the manifesto in its entirety, and we are not being paid by the Babylon Bee, Adam Ford, or the Christian Daily Reporter to talk about this. I just think it's really interesting, and I know for a fact that Derek has lots of feelings. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw it to him right now. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I will say, first off, I appreciate the political stand that he's making right now. Um the the fact that the fact that facebook and google shape our worldview is a truth there there's truth to that uh this goes back to my whole technology is neutral or technology is not neutral argument that the technology we use will end up shaping us if we're not aware of how it's shaping us it's the whole kill kill sin before it kills you type of type of deal um however it goes to such a far side of the spectrum that this is the this is the kind of thing that I see as being a role model for for many other places and it also looks it, it looks like a right-wing conspiracy theorist website the 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 way it poses itself the <laughs> And it it also doesn't help that the very first day he he put up the website, the big headline was Prosperity Kenneth Copeland buys himself a <laughs> Gulfstream Five, bought from Tyler Perry Cash. Hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> it looked. Oh man, that was not the right headline to be putting up there. Since so, my first impression was. This is supposed to be a parody of something, and I don't know what it's supposed to be a parody of. Um, <laughs> you thought that the real news site made by the fake news site was actually fake news. Yes, yes. Well, I didn't actually I, know I, this. I was... don't think that anyone could fault you for coming to that conclusion. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's all very smoke and mirrors and shell game yeah, type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and reading through some of the other articles, like some of the other things he's posted, yes, okay, there's some there's some like sensible things down there. I really don't want to hear about heretics. Hearing about heretics buying planes is not relevant for a Christian. Um, but whatever. Uh, all, right, all 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 right, Derek. Enough of your leftist propaganda. That's enough. <laughs> you are not welcome here. Please leave. 
the other thing though is i mean and and obviously he doesn't discount facebook and google entirely because his other websites are still optimized for facebook and google so it, so this is like a political stance that hey this is bringing awareness out so i i do appreciate that i think and i think that is all of my thoughts for now okay let's turn this into a little informal debate and let me just yes. raise two counterpoints yes first We've already seen the shadow ban thing happen. Like, that's a thing that's being used that Twitter engineers are talking about. And we're pretty sure, we have reason to believe, that Dr. White, Dr. James White, my favorite living Christian apologist, has been shadow banned because of his content. Okay. Okay. I just assumed he was bad at live streaming his video, but... (laughs) 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 No, but I, I, I understand your point there, that there is... There is a trend of I think I think right now the internet is going through the growing pains of okay now we've got this very de- democratized um place for people to spit out all of their information this is great oh now it's we realize that having everybody have a voice can be problematic and the internet is going through the growing pains of figuring out how how do we make this a nice place for people to be? Because there are many people who make very inflammatory and untrue content. How do we not censor, but still make it an appropriate and holistic place or and, and wholesome place to be to some extent? Like what's the, what if we were to like police all the content or, or what if we limited certain people's free speech so they could only say things that we were okay with them saying? <laughs> well, uh, so, don't so free you speech... see where this goes, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the problem is, the problem is, we were on one pendulum swing all the way over here where everybody could say anything. Um, this was a famously Reddit stance, famously Twitter stance. Facebook was not quite necessarily that stance, but like everybody should be allowed to say everything. They realized this doesn't work. People really hate this. Now we're starting to swing the pendulum over here, and we're probably going to get to a place where it's also going to be more things are banned than probably should be, and we've experienced some of that already. But people still want, but these companies still want people to use their products. So we have power as people to keep talking, keep talking about this stuff, keep bringing this up in the uh, in the online discourse, bringing that pendulum back to a medium where it's about the best as you can get. Uh, the problem is there's no excellent solution to any of this. Because everyone has a worldview. Right, exactly. Like I was caricaturing a little bit, but I, in general, I agree, and I think it's a good idea what, he's, what Adam Ford's doing. I like him. I I don't know of anybody who has more similar views on things based on his comics and his satire site uh, to me. And so maybe that's one of the reasons I'm so for it. But I, I generally like, I see the trajectory that he sees. I think it's a potential problem. It's, I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's exactly as extreme as he's made it sound today, but mm-hmm. I do think it could go there very easily. Um, and so I feel like there may soon be a need. And by that time it may be too late and so I can appreciate what he's doing for sure. And I went to the Christian Daily Reporter today, and I don't think I saw anything about Kenneth Copeland. I don't remember though. It's down the it's down the row now. It's not quite as big. It's and, like the second thing on the left. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to know that he bought a Gulfstream? Don't you need more things to be angry about? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I do not need more things to be angry about. I'm angry uh, about the design of the website. 
Me too, Craig. Me too. Let's Me talk too. about I, that. I think I, I think it's actually I like I can understand the point he's trying to make. Um but I just think he like good design doesn't have to be the focus. It can just be something that actually just helps people use something well. Yes, so yes. This is my thing. Removing, removing that doesn't have to be like for the point of ma- like for the purpose of making a statement. You don't have to have to actually kill the user experience completely. <laughs> yes. In 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 the thing he says, CDR is is intentionally not optimized for Facebook or Google from you know design to hosting or whatever, um, but it should still be optimized for humans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sick burn, Derek. Sick it's, burn. Um, it, it's responsive, I guess. Uh, no, it's not. It just goes to two extremely skinny columns, which is really hard to... But it is responsive. Well, well when you're on a desktop computer, it all fits about on one page, and they're all links anyway, so there's not a whole lot of design required. Are they all links? Is there anything that's not a link? I think everything's a link, but I could be wrong. But when you go back and forth from caps to bold to small print to whatever. His formatting's a mess. That's infuriating. And there's no tab index. So if you're just using using a keyboard, you can't tab through the links. It just keeps going back to the title bar at the top, which is kind of annoying. I will concede this point and this point alone. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. But I will concede the point that... um, like all the exclamation points and the caps and the lowercase and words like prosperitic, it does sound a little bit like the person who wrote them might have a tinfoil hat on his head. <laughs> but like, there's going to be a lot of humor in what he does because it's who he is. Like that's yeah, his that's voice, right. you know? Yeah. 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 I, and and I, this is going to be a, a, a nitpick, but I, I am going to say it because it was the first thing on the first day that it was it was made. Um, but there was no point to that story being there. Like, I totally get people uh, talking about what, what... I'll give you the point. I'll give you the point. If I don't know about Prosperitics buying jets, mm-hmm. how? what is the reason that I'm going to have to read, sing, and pray the imprecatory psalms? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but he doesn't even explain that this is a bad thing. He has a pukey face there, but... Like there's, there's no, like, it just links directly to Kenneth Copeland's thing. If you have no idea who Copeland is, you're like, what on earth is that story about? Now that's a fair point. I don't understand. There's not enough reporting. It's assumed that you share a similar worldview. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Here's an example of what's really irritating me about this website. Um, notwithstanding the fact that Ben said that this could be the ugliest website on the internet and I can assure him it's not because I, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, have you seen uh, Reddit? but they could have used like you know jpegs of comic sans as the links instead of just plain text that's in arial or whatever that's true anyway um so we've got the head the like heading one and then you've got three other links march for life whatever something about pence and then trump addresses via live video from rose garden then there's a number which looks kind of just like I don't know. I, I assumed it was one of those old school hit counters. Um, and then I was thinking 60 million hits. That's a lot of hits. But literally, it's just a number. 60,069,971. When you click on that, it's an article that's saying that's the number of abortions in America since Roe v. Wade, which is a really serious topic and probably warranted something more than just a number as the headline because I nearly didn't even click it. I thought it was just a counter. So, like he could have, that could actually be a hugely important thing that a lot of people just skip past because it's not actually 
explained well or put into any kind of context or even made obvious that it's there for a purpose. It just kind of I I really think this goes back to Derek's critique, and I generally agree that there's not quite enough information. Like it's just expected that I know what that number is and that I should feel a certain way about it, which like I do, but it's sort of assumed. Like there's nothing (laughs) telling me or maybe even coaching or persuading me to read it, know what it is, and think a certain way about it. Mm-hmm. Even if it was I like the number. I think it's his point. Yeah. <laughs> it probably is his point. We're probably just falling into the trap. Yep, yep. There's probably some, yeah, larger shell game that's like, ha, 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 Tech Reformation has fallen into my trap. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be see, the, uh, the leading article tomorrow, so that's, that's, right. that's going to be great. I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the kind of person who gets annoyed by that kind of thing. I'm just like, enough with the shell games already. Yeah. <laughs> just be clear. Yeah. Anyway, that was a fun fun conversation. Thanks for bringing it up, Ben. Oh, yeah. What if we actually do make the front page? We'll have to, like, print a retraction next week. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by everything I say all the time. I'm never wrong. <laughs> if you would like to connect with us, you can do so by joining our listener community on Slack. Sign up at slack.techreformation.com. You can follow us on Twitter and tweet at us at Tech Reformation. You can search our website to look at uh, past shows and topics at techreformation.com. And you can review us on iTunes. We love five stars, but we also love your honest opinion and your comments to hear what you think. (laughs) I can't do the five star thing. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm totally with you there. Honest five-star review is what you're looking for. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Tech Reformation. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. This week, we're talking about one old website's new feature and one new website's old strategy. Without further ado, let's get started. That is a great summary. That's the best. That's the best <laughs> summary you've ever done. Yep. <laughs> I just came up with that while Craig was uh, playing his, 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 or setting his mic up. And I was like, nice. I'm going to go with it and see what they think. You guys liked it. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Well done. Well and done. as far as summaries go, no one was labeled a Mormon, so there's always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Craig, you can't reference things that we didn't put on the air, man. (laughs) But Derek, cut that out.